strong, empowered, authentic. What's up, Ginger Nation? This is Tosh. This is Darren, and you are listening to the Authentic Ginger Podcast. Welcome, Ginger Nation. I'm Darren. And I'm Tosh. And on today's episode, we welcome NCAA women's rifle athlete from Georgia Southern University, Erin Ballard. Erin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I said your last name wrong, didn't I? It's Ballard, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. (laughs) When we do the show, um, we do a couple of segments. And I'm going to start today with celebrity redhead stuff. Harry Potter, the original one, turns 20 years old. And you're, you're not even 20 yet. No, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, she's young. She'll totally get this reference. But now I'm like, are you born after the Harry Potter craze? I still love (laughs) Harry Potter. Yes. Phew. Well, that's good. Okay. So it's been out for 20 years and Ron Weasley, obviously Rupert Grint, he is in talks to possibly be coming back with all three of them to do the cursed child, which I think is epic. Yeah, that does sound pretty cool. That is super wicked. Yeah. So they, uh, it's the original director that directed them when they were little now wants to have all three of them come back and do the cursed child. And he says that they're like at the appropriate age and in other celebrity news, Lindsay Lowen, who I'm surprised we haven't talked about yet. Uh, she and I, she and I share a birthday. So like we're kindred spirits, but anyway, so she's been laying low for quite a few years, but it turns out she's been living in Dubai. Rumor has it very soon. There's going to be a real housewives of Dubai. And now all of the talk is, is Lindsay Lohan going to be on it? Like, is she doing anything right now? Is she, is she filming? Is she doing any talk? I thought she was doing a talk show at some point. Uh, I don't think she has done anything, but if she does this, she will be officially a part of Mean Girls. Wild. <laughs> Crazy. But I'd like to see Lindsay Lohan do something because what does she, what does she live on? The parent trap money or, or Mean Girls money? <laughs> I don't know. So that's my, my my redhead news. That's it. Aaron, I we'd love to know more about you. I was born and raised in West Virginia. Uh decided to move to Georgia for college. The sports management program here is really really good. Yeah, I like the athletic program. I like the major choices that they had. It seemed to really fit what I want to do. So 13 hours away from home, but it's the second home. This is where I want to start is, is like, where did the rifles come from? And, and being, deciding to get into that sport. How'd you know you were so good at it? My best friend, when we were in middle school, uh, she had been shooting for years. She got into it with her family and she told a lot of our friend group at the time that, Hey, you should just come try it out. See if you like it. And here we are six years later and I'm still (laughs) trucking along. So you know, were you handed a rifle, you know, and, and said, hey, Aaron, shoot this rifle. Let's see what you got. And then all of a sudden you're bullseye. Like, I mean, you know, that, that first time that someone handed you that rifle, you must have been like, oh, this is powerful. This is amazing. So I started out as a junior shooter. I was shooting um, just precision air rifles and precision long rifle 22s. So Starting out with the air rifle, definitely a more low power tool. Yeah, the first time I picked it up, I can still remember the day. I had never really 
I had never really handled rifles before. The one time I had been shooting previously, my uncle and some of our other relatives, we went out in the woods and we were shooting with a 12 gauge shotgun, which is not the same at all. <laughs> the The air rifle was definitely a little bit of a difference, but it just felt like an extension of my body. Give us an idea what that rifle weighs. Like, you know, can, can you relate it to something that, that we can kind of get a, a visual on? Uh, I believe the rifles are anywhere from 12 to 17 pounds. Wow. Yeah, that wasn't what I was expecting at all, actually. And you clearly show how good you are. Like if you, I'm looking you up right now on the, on the Georgia website. <laughs> and It is like, you're quite decorated for, like, I expected you'd been shooting your entire life. It is about a third of my life at this point. That, that's a good fair, point. So. <laughs> that's a very good point. So let's talk about like your first competition. What were you thinking? Like, cause you've been to like the junior Olympics, you've medaled at the junior Olympics. So let's, let's talk about like the very first competition you entered. My junior club was lucky enough to be able to have electronic targets to practice on um, as opposed to paper targets, which is just a sheet and you have two bowls to side in, in the middle of the page. And then 10 targets surrounding the cider bowls. Um, so my first match was on paper and I had never shot on paper before at all. So it was quite a humbling experience, but I did not come in last. That's so. perfect. <laughs> and how long were you, were you shooting before you went to your first competition? Four or five months, maybe that, that was a good long while ago. I, so I'm in awe of you. I am in awe of you. I think this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, Tosh. It's it's really intriguing to me. Um, you know, this is going to sound probably really strange, but you know, what kind of you said air? It's like an air gun. I'm not going to say air gun. It's an air rifle. I'm sorry. Are there times as you progress in the sport where it's more like bullets? Yes, we shoot two types of rifles. We shoot the air rifles, which is lead pellets, and then our 22s. We do shoot actual bullets. Yes. Okay, and are and are both of those both of those tools uh, used in competition? Yes. So for air rifle competitions, all air rifle competitions are indoors. The targets are ten meters downrange, and you the course of fire is you have fifteen minutes to get sighted in and adjusted to the range and everything, and then you have an hour and fifteen minutes to shoot gird shots, and then your score at the end of that is what you're scored based on. And then for 22, it does have a little more variation. For NCAA, we shoot indoor 50 feet, and the course of fire is 20 shots over the course of three positions in an hour and 45 minutes. You're talking about this sport because you know it well, but your demeanor seems to be the demeanor that you're going to lie on the ground and have while you're shooting. So the question I have for you on this front is, do those nerves set in? I mean, if I'm laying down with a rifle in my hand, whether it's competition inside, outside, you know, I, I've shot a shotgun before, and it was intense. The feeling was intense. The, the entire experience was completely stressful. And just to pull the trigger was really difficult. You know, I can only imagine what it's like in a competition when you have an hour and a half to, to shoot three positions. So the time is ticking. I mean, you must and it's likely really quiet. So there's probably no music going on. Tell us what that experience is like as you're laying there. I'm assuming you're laying down. I'm not sure if you're standing up or kneeling, but I'm assuming from what I've seen, it's a laying down position. Tell us what that feeling, what that feeling is like. 
it definitely can be a stressful situation. A lot of ranges do have music playing in the background, so it's not complete silence aside from the gunshots. If you don't mentally prepare for the match, it is a lot more stressful. When I was in high school, I didn't have much of a preparation routine. My mom and I would load up our, our my gear into our van and we'd drive and we'd get to the match. And that was about all the preparation I did. And as I got more advanced, you know, once you get the technical skills in place, it starts to become more fine tuning and mental management. You focus on one thing at a time. You focus on what you want to be doing, because if you tell yourself, don't shoot an eight, your brain only hears the shoot an eight part of that sentence. So you want to just constantly be reinforcing what you want yourself to do. A lot of matches, I really don't feel the pressure. I have a kind of a hard time believing that because you seem you're so calm and cool and collected. Like I I can't believe how just like how uh, straight laced you can be. So you mentioned your mom packing you up, taking you to tournaments when, okay. What did your parents say the first time you were like, so I think I'm going to go into competition. (laughs) What were they totally behind you? A hundred percent. Your parents, obviously we should mention um, that you're one of nine children. Um, So they obviously are very involved parents. So I can imagine they were probably like, yeah, Aaron, let's do this. Let's check this out. My mom was my biggest fan. She still is 100%. And until I got to college, really, she drove me to every competition whether we went with a team or I was by myself, it was just mom and me. Um, my dad was definitely not quite expecting what we were getting into. He was, he was supportive, but he didn't know what he was supportive of to start. Mm-hmm. Um, because when, so when I started, one of my brothers started with me and he shot for about a year and every week after practice, we bring more gear home and, our dad was so confused. He was like, I thought you were just going like to shoot BB guns and learn about gun safety. He was like, no, it's this really cool, precise sport. And it's got all these different things and tools and stuff. And, you know, I was 13 at the time. So there was all this big, awesome experience in my head. And my dad was just, okay, well, she seems excited. Let's go with it. Yeah. And the family support is so great. This episode was brought to you by Authentic Ginger Clothing. For more information on Authentic Ginger Clothing, go to www.authenticginger.com. Your friend that that brought you into it, does she still shoot too? Yes, she does. And have you ever had to go in a competition with her or like against her? So in high school, we were on the same team. So when we traveled to matches that did have um, the opportunity to qualify as a team, we did shoot together. Um, If not, then we'd shot as individuals, which means we were competing against each other. But it was fun. We weren't, you know, trying to take each other's heads off. It was just something fun we got to do with our friends. Okay, so tell us your life growing up as one of nine, you're not all redheads. Uh, so what was like life like for you growing up as a redhead? Let's move away from, from the sport for a minute and, and talk about your life as a ginge. Growing up, I when I was really little, I actually didn't like my red hair. When I was little, there wasn't a lot of, there weren't a lot of redheads like on TV. None of my friends had red hair. Um, really, the only role model that I had was the Little Mermaid growing up. 
And she wasn't, you know, my favorite role model. So when the Pixar movie Brave came out in 2012, I think it was, that was, she was my person. It was awesome. And that was when I did start to accept and kind of enjoy my hair more because for the exact same reason I didn't like it when I was younger is actually my favorite things about it now is it makes me different and makes me unique. Did you experience any, uh, any negativity towards your hair color when, when you were in the younger grades? Not really. I was actually very lucky. I grew up homeschooled. Um, so the people that I was close with, we weren't really into bullying each other. My older brother has red right. hair as well. And we were really, really fortunate to be able to grow up away from a lot of the normalized bullying. I find that as we're doing these interviews, that a lot of I don't want to say the hate, but the the uh, aggression maybe towards redheads came after South Park. You know, uh, there's a story I tell, and and I'm not sure, Tosh, if you heard this, but my son experienced Kick a Ginger Day uh, here in Eastern Canada. And uh, I remember it vaguely, or not vaguely, I remember it like it was yesterday, because I was, as I was waiting for him to come out of school, he was he came out the doors he normally came out of, and two or three of his buddies ran behind him and kicked him. So he got in the car, and I said, what, what what the heck was that all about? And then, and he said, oh, it's kick a ginger day. I'm like, what? Is the whole day Are you kidding me? To do this? this is happening. It's a whole in... day, yes. I might, and I should add, there, Aaron, there, there, there was a day. Well, there's there still something I'm glad to know about in advance before people just start trying to kiss me. So, Yeah. <laughs> You're in a really good position for any of this, really, because all you have to do is take out your <laughs> rifle and people will run. <laughs> like, and, and, you're sharp shooting, so so we know that you won't miss. Yeah. So listen to that yeah. over there, boys. <laughs> so do you end up with like a lot of people like uh, wanting to go hunting with you? Like, do you have to explain to them that this is not the same thing? That yes, yes. I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, what I shoot when I go hunting and how often and what I hunt. And I every single time I have to look at them and say, I've actually never been hunting. Yeah, absolutely. But then I bet everybody goes, you've never been hunting. You're so good. You, you know, you can yes. be taking people on tours. <laughs> yeah. hunting they tours. do them. It's, it's a big thing. You make lots of money. Is there a reason that you don't hunt? Has it, there just not been an opportunity or you just that's not what you feel guns are for? Um, it's largely there hasn't been an opportunity. My friend Lauren, who is the one who got me into shooting in the first place, she has offered um, for me to go hunting with her and her family and just the timings never come up. My dad is a hunter and I, at a point in my life was like, you're, you're going to learn how to to shoot a rifle and took me out to shoot discs. And uh, I got a black eye. So I never did it again. <laughs> the very first time, other than shooting a BB gun, the first time I ever shot a gun was at the 12 gauge shotgun with my uncle. And they didn't tell me that that would kick. And yeah. I got knocked flat right. on my butt. It was not the best day. No, I agree. That's the uh, same thing. It was, I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I'm, uh, this isn't for me. In your professional shots for the team and stuff, what is, what is the outfit that you're wearing? Do you have to have protective clothing on? Uh, so that is supportive. That's our suits. And the reason behind it is because we have to hold ourselves still for such a long amount of time, holding a 17 pound rifle, um, it does 
fatigue the body. So we wear supportive equipment to try and assist us in as holding as still as possible. I just assumed it had something to do with like being bulletproof or, or what have you, just in case, (laughs) but no, (laughs) yeah, like a ricochet or something. I'd be scared of that. If we're not good shooters, Tosh, and we, we take a shot, we hit something metal or steel for that matter. And it comes back and cranks us. Like we're in trouble. We need (laughs) two or three of those suits on. Yeah. Then yeah. it'll become have you ever had a pellet come back and hit you? No, 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 I haven't. That's good. I remember my brother got shot with a BB gun when he was a kid, and he still has a Ooh. pretty nasty scar in his back. Yeah, that doesn't sound very fun. No, I can't imagine it was a good time at all. But well, I've heard of people doing that, like as a dare. They'll be like, "Oh, hey, I dare you to shoot me with this BB gun." It's like, <laughs> are you? <laughs> There's no intelligent response to that. What are those guys? Jackass? Is that what they're called? Oh my gosh. They would do something like that really stupid. Yeah, I avoid I avoid yeah. that show at all costs. <laughs> so with with all of this, um, Aaron, do you there's two there's two this is a two part question. Do you plan on going to be a sniper in the army or do you plan on going to the Olympics? If you had asked me that three years ago, I would have said yes to both. Wow. I was looking towards the army marksmanship unit as you know a potential career they are a competition unit they shoot the same rifles i do same course of fire and they train to go to international matches and uh, represent the u.s Hmm. and i for a very very long time i wanted to you know go to the olympics and win all the medals and just o- over time, realizing, you know, that sometimes goals do change and that's not one of my, my goals anymore. Fair enough. What are your goals now? Well, so right now, you know, the next Olympics where rifle will be a sport, the summer Olympics is in 2024. Uh, so my goal for that point is to graduate. And I say that jokingly, but the last time I made my goal to graduate, I was a senior in 2020. So when everything started shutting down, that was a little unnerving that that might not happen. I want to, after graduation, I would like to be a junior coach for rifle. Um, I think that would be a really cool opportunity to just get to continue the sport through the the next generation. Um, And with bachelor's of science in sports management, I would like to start getting into event management. That's a great way to give back to, especially to stay in the sport by coaching and, and offering your skills and the skill set that you developed over these years. Uh, and I'm assuming you still have a few years left in, in school before you'll uh, look to do that. So Darren, what do you got for uh, fun ginger facts? Do you think you can shock either one of us with anything today? Well, for the both of you, yes. I'm going oh to boy, shock the go. both of you. Aaron, follow suit. It's going to be cool. All right. Here's the first (laughs) one. This doesn't actually have anything to do with redheads. This actually has to do with the the root vegetable, ginger. Uh, Yeah, this is different. So so follow this. You are taking us for a loop. I'm taking you for a spin. (laughs) Did you know that ginger helps to maintain normal blood circulation? I've heard of beets having... A similar effect, but not ginger root. Yeah, so you know what that means, Aaron. This means that you need to take a big chunk of ginger just before you start shooting. You'd always have a piece of ginger on your side because that'll just maintain that normal blood circulation. You'll calm right down. It'll be perfect. 
There you go. I'll bear that in mind. Okay. And you'll have wonderful breath. If, if anything. <laughs> That's right. Do all redheads have freckles? I'm going to say, yes. No. Aaron, do you have freckles? Not nearly as prominent as when I was younger, but I don't, I'm trying to remember if my brother has freckles. Uh-huh. See, <laughs> this, this is, these are great. I don't know if I've ever paid that much attention or not. Now you're going to. Yeah. Now you're going to. Oh, your poor brother. Right, yeah. Because. <laughs> I'm going to see him for Thanksgiving and be like, hold still. Let me look for freckles when you're fast. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Right. Just text him. Uh, do you have freckles? So, yeah. So the answer is no. Though they are often caused by the same MC1R gene, not all redheads develop freckles. Scientists are yet to pinpoint why, but they have discovered another freckle gene linked to chromosome. Ready for it? 4Q32-Q34. No one is born with freckles because they are caused by exposure to the sun. That's why my freckles look better in the summer than they do in the winter. There you go. There you go. (laughs) And I've got one final one for you. Are there more women or male redheads in the world? I'm going to say men. What do you think, Aaron? I think I'm going to say women, actually. Red hair is naturally more frequent in women than in men. That's what I have for you today for Redhead Facts. I hope you enjoyed playing along, both of you. You and I somewhat met through Owen Janes, and uh, I was curious to know from you how long uh, you've been following Owen, and um, you know what what is your um, you know your thoughtful feeling behind um, what it is that he does, and how that all got connected um, to Authentic Ginger. So I actually started seeing some of his Instagram reels. And one of the reasons when I looked at his profile that it stood out to me is his post where he does uh, a hair flip. He does, he whips his head back and he does a hair flip. I actually, I do have some pictures from my senior photo doing the same thing. Oh, awesome. And my mom actually said, oh my gosh, you should DM him on Instagram. He might respond. I mean, I don't have anything to lose. The worst case scenario is he doesn't and whatever. And so I did and I DM'd him and he did actually respond. He thought it was quite funny. Over the summer, my mom surprised me with his t-shirt and I was so excited. I, I love that shirt. I wear it all the time. Um, and I think just, you know, the message of him, not only red hair, but with curly hair as well, just, you know, trying to reach out and help people who may not know know like how to take care of their hair or they feel bad about the way their hair looks Mm -hmm. um it's just really just positivity and empowerment and for those who who don't know what that message is um the t-shirt was was co-designed by by us here at authentic ginger and owen himself and the message that uh, he talks about often on his instagram is be happy be weird be you you know, I, re- I really want to thank you for spending the time with uh, with Tosh and I. And, um, you know, we're going to keep following what you're doing because we are both mm-hmm. kind of still in awe of what it is that you do. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that you take that as far as your little heart desires, wherever, whatever way it takes you. Uh, keep on trucking because you're absolutely amazing. Thank you. Aaron, before we let you go today, uh, can you tell everybody how they can follow along with your journey and and see how amazing you are? Of course. So I'm mostly active on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Aaron.Ballard and I'm on Facebook as well. 
You've been listening to the Authentic Ginger Podcast. Become a part of the Ginger Nation by liking, subscribing, following, and leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.